Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. Oh my gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. I guess I'm doing okay because, to the best of my knowledge, I'm the President of the United States. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. the radio station. I wasn't here yesterday, so I'm getting out my Clorox wipes to wipe down anything any diseased cretin may have touched while I wasn't here. Wipe that sucker down. Diseased cretins. That's who works here other than us. We ought to pay ourselves for an armed guard there in the studio. <laughs> Yeah, wiping everything down. Just disgusting. People around Actually, here. have them like, wear some funky uniform and march back and forth in front of the door. <laughs> Fantastic. Maybe one of those big fuzzy hats. Maybe a changing of the guard, because you couldn't have one person do a yes. 24-hour shift. Yes. Why? 
live from Studio C. C-Z-R. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, on Little Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. <laughs> the president and the media at each other's throats, oh, hammers no. and tongs, dogs and cats. No way. The president and the media at each other. Oh, Get out. Lord. Little Wednesday? Is that what you're <laughs> Yeah, that's sweet. It's it confused me. <laughs> you know, I got to get a GoPro. I got. I, I need a GoPro. <laughs> Because I think okay. it, I think I think some of us that are out and about need GoPros, and it'll factor into this opening up the economy debate. That is the most important debate going on in America right now. Because mm. I have acquaintances that I know because I text with them regularly that have not been away from their home in like three weeks or longer, and they have a completely distorted view of what's going on out there. Oh, do and they imagine there are tumbleweeds rolling down the streets and they're they, completely empty? They think everybody's doing what they're doing, which, and why wouldn't you? Because if you watch cable news and stuff like that, that that's kind of where it's, it's leading me to believe. But I think maybe there would be more support for this whole reopening movement if a lot of these people that haven't been out of their house in, in weeks or a month realized how many of us are out and about right now. You think that yeah. would make the people who are sheltering in place, they would be more willing to do it? Yeah, I think they would think, oh, okay, everybody's not doing this. The world hasn't come to an end. I thought they're they're under the impression nobody's going anywhere. You think it would have the opposite effect? Yeah, I think they would. Why am I sacrificing? You're making this last longer. Get home and and let's end this thing. No, more militancy. Come out of your homes, you you mindless sheep. That's what I would say. But I want to wear a GoPro on my head to show the traffic that I drive through every single day or every store I go to or everywhere all the people are. Grocery store was crowded yesterday. Parking lot had to park a half mile away from the grocery store. There's so many people there. There are a lot of people out and about. I think Um, mindless sheep is a little over the top. Do you? Now I'm going to go with mindless sheep. I'm going to stay with it until I change my mind. Um, I'm I'm pretty fired up from listening to the governor of Michigan. Have you heard her spiel? This Mussolini character from Michigan? Um, we uh, we got to play that later because she really lays it on thick with the uh, the 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 school marm attitude, um, uh, lecturing people on wh- what they can shop for and what they can't. So we'll have to play that later. It's pretty good. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad to get going to to start the show. There's our board operator Michelangelo pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing great. Um, let's see. Well, I know I had something that just flitted out of my head. Jeez, I hate when you have a senior moment. I had something exact. You're really not old oh. enough for senior moments. No, exactly you might need what... ginkgo biloba. I, I know exactly what it was. I love the. Is moment... that the product that they used to advertise on no, radio? Yeah. Larry King advertised it, I think. Does yeah. it... Garlic. Does it do anything? Does anybody know? Does that I help? Have anything? No idea. Placebo effects are real. Yeah. Like if, yeah. If you think it helps, it probably helps. Is it in a some salve way. or a pill or an ointment? I think it's an herb. Like it's an, an herb. herb. Remedy sort of thing. Yeah, maybe I'll start taking that anyway, Michael. Anyway, I was watching uh, Trump in, in the press conference, and I love those moments where you have to tweet each other and go, "Can you believe this is actually going on?" Yeah. I was watching it, and I going, "I can't believe this is actually happening." At one point, Trump is just yelling pretty much at this media person. They're yelling back, and it's like you forget that this is the president of the United States and a reporter. You know, it's just it was like two people just screaming at each other. Well, it doesn't seem like the president, and it doesn't seem like the press I grew up with on either side. So it's uh, it's really a it's a heck of a moment for America. There's no doubt about that. Um, uh, Trump rolling out with an audio visual presentation at the beginning <laughs> to to try to shame the media was awesome. We'll play some of that for you in his explanation. It was it was a heck of a deal. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? 
Doing very well. Uh, a fun day of uh, internet gaming with my friends as I continue physical distancing. This, this, dins, hmm, take two. Distancing, but not social distancing. I'm still making phone calls to people, reaching out, you know, trying to make contacts. I've started doing FaceTiming more with various people just to get some weird semblance of, of the old eye contact thing. But uh, but yeah, I've, I have already had a, a big piece of cake today. So what what else could possibly? Uh... Wait a second! Wait a second! Wait huh? a second! You buried the lead. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> You've already had a big piece of cake today. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. did that occur? Um, well, it was uh, it was one of the birthday celebrations from somebody. I believe it was actually uh, in celebration of Batch's birthday from over the weekend. Somebody brought in some cake. And uh, I didn't partake in the moment because it had not yet been cut. And since mm-hmm. it was not for me, I couldn't be the one, hey, uh, what's up with this right. cake over here, right? right? So I've been there. So I just kind of waited for it. And then it turns into today. It was still here because it's a radio station. So people just leave food around. And eventually, it'll get scavenged up. But uh, You've already had a giant ch- piece of chocolate cake today. I'm probably going to go for round two it's, uh, at uh, some point. But uh, it was pretty good. It was it's, pretty a good. Li- it's a lifestyle choice. And good for you. When is cake ever not a bad idea? To be fair, I did wait until I already had my breakfast piece of pizza. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is How Did It Get to Be? Tuesday, April 14th, the year 2020. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's beginning the show at roughly, when would be a good time? A mark. I think instead of a, a, a hotline, we need a cool line in these hot times. Some place you can call when you're sitting going, oh, I'm a little bit edgy. Oh, uh, 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 you know, the kids are getting on my nerves, whatever. Place you just hear, hear a cool line, a soothing voice. I can say, hey, be cool. This will be over. That is the voice of Matthew McConaughey. What the hell is he doing? A cool line. I don't know. It was during an interview with Fallon last night. He I just started going very Matthew McConaughey on this. I saw some video where he was doing a bingo thing with old women or something yeah, like that. Yes, yes. He, he uh, video conferenced in uh, and was the, the bingo caller for some senior center and uh, had some fun with that, apparently. Fantastic. So you've got a bunch of states that are banding together to try to come up with plans to reopen uh, California and a couple of states and also in the Midwest are doing this sort of thing in the Southeast where states are going to, for some reason, I guess, do a regional thing um, as everybody, well, everybody who's smart, I think, agrees that um, it's not a all or nothing national decision. It's a state by state, region by region or even different parts of your state when you open up. Um, so we'll have a lot more on that coming up. Again, I do want to play the the governor of Michigan and her. I don't know if she's making a play to try to be the vice presidential nominee or what's going on there. Her name get, gets mentioned a lot yeah. in the left circles yeah. as a potential. I know yeah. she's really hot right now. Um, so hear what she had to say about what you're allowed to shop for in Michigan. We also have mailbag on the way all coming up on the Armstrong. Oh, I, w- I have this question. Have you received your check yet? By tomorrow night. Supposedly, half the people that have checks coming from uh, Uncle Sam will have them deposited it already in their account. Have you received yours? 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. Friday, Apple and Google announced an unprecedented team-up to build tracking software that could tell you when you come into contact with someone who has coronavirus. And this is really inspiring. Two tech giants putting aside their differences to spy on Americans together. 
Yeah, so that is something we all need to keep our eye on for the future. Uh, Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, and our job today is going to be to try to uh, bring you up to speed on everything that's going um, currently. But I think the biggest conversation that's going on is when do we start opening this economy back up and start going back to work and opening businesses, stuff like that. And uh, a lot of smart people are involved in that conversation, so are a lot of dumb people or a lot of dishonest people. So it's uh, well, like most big conversations that we have in America, so it's going to be complicated. I threw out the question of who's gotten their check yet, because by midnight Wednesday night, half of Americans who have a check coming should have it show up in their bank account. You said you got yours, Sean? No, I haven't gotten mine You haven't yet. gotten yours. No, no, okay. I'm, I'm checking got, every 30 minutes. We got this text. Good morning. Gents, just wanted to say my wife and I received the money from the IRS. We have one child and received a total of $2,900. Math checks out. I would ask um, those of you who text, what do you plan to do with the money? Because um, we've gotten a bunch of those from people who've uh, received their money. Um, what do you plan to do with it? We got this text. My daughter just received her direct deposit of 1200 bucks. That's what you're expecting, something like that? It, it, and that math checks out for the family. So the two adults, yeah. 2400 plus five for the kid, 29 Here's one. Got ours, $3,900. Thanks, China. So the checks are starting to show, <laughs> Thanks, show up. China. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the question of whether or not we reopen the economy, there's so many different angles to this whole thing. Uh, who makes the decision where, at what point, based on what? Do you want just the, some people want just the scientists involved in this conversation? I don't. Some people want just economists involved in this conversation? I don't. Um, and uh, we'll try to balance that. Well, according, I, I was scanning Trump's Twitter feed yesterday. He seems to think it's just him. Um, uh, <laughs> the, the one in total power. Yeah, and he keeps getting asked about when he's going to open it up and when he's supposed to shut it down. So I don't, I don't understand that dance that the media is doing with both sides realizing they're talking about something that isn't true. So right. I, don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Um, uh, Bloomberg out today with there are legal concerns from coronavirus and business reopening. Bloomberg looking at all the different ways you could get in trouble if you open your business and somebody gets sick and has the ability to claim they got sick at your business. Uh, I hope that doesn't cripple us as a nation as we try to figure that whole thing out, but it certainly could as the lawyers get involved. Coronavirus gets a lot of the attention, but I, I do feel the the slow Python strangle of litigation has been kind of compressing our economy for quite some time. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, geez, I don't know, maybe this will be some sort of tipping point where we can break out of that, or it's going to be the worst example of that of our lifetimes uh, when people start suing schools, businesses, hospitals, whatever. I got my money. We got $2,400, but we have two kids. We didn't get anything for them, little rugrats. Maybe we make too much money. Um, Yeah, you might have been beyond some sort of threshold. There are different salary thresholds. Although that's a national figure, as we always talk about, which makes no sense because, um, you know, certain salary numbers are different, whether you're in San Francisco or Omaha, obviously. It's neat to know that, a lot, I mean, a lot of people are already getting it, it seems. Uh, nearly every Tuesday morning, I wake up to check my bank account because it's my payday. Huh, good for you. I suppose everybody should do that. I don't, but check make sure it actually showed up. I thought it was a dream, but I had an extra $1,200 in my account as well today. Little Wednesday will be treated correctly for me. <laughs> and I make $75,000 a year, so I'm right on the cutoff. Again, If I would like to hear what people are going to do with the money, because I, I guess, well, if you're paying rent and doing that sort of stuff, that's a good thing. Um, I, I think we're encouraging people to spend this money and not save it, I guess. I, I'm not exactly sure. So I, I was planning on putting at least some percentage of it into the, uh, the, the PSP. That's the positive Sean portfolio. Uh, but I, I do 
I, I, simulating the quote-unquote economy, especially local business, is important, so I'm going to do some of that where I order food, get takeout, stuff like that. But just kind of a random theory, uh, just a, a random business. Is me buying $100 worth of goods at Best Buy equivalent for quote-unquote the economy as me buying $100 in shares of Best Buy? I don't think it's as quick, but it's certainly investing in the economy. Okay. I don't know. What do you think, Texters 415295KFTC? Are you doing your part of as an American if you put it into the stock market? I certainly think that's a smart thing to do if you can afford afford to do it um, as it's low and it will come back. Now, how fast it comes back is a question also that is hanging out there, whether it's the V or the hockey stick. I heard an expert say the other day it'll be 10 years before we get back to the numbers we had before. Now, that's an outlier of any expert that I've heard, but, um, you know, so it goes. And by the um, numbers, does he just mean the, the like the, the stock market? Yeah, numbers. get okay. back to the same number. Uh, I'm going to pay bills and stick with beans and rice. My beans and rice diet that I've been on since Corona started. I was laid, up, laid off three and a half weeks ago. So much for uh, uncertainty. I have certainty, yeah. There's an old saying that it's a recession if you still have your job. It's a depression if you lost yours. It yeah. does make a difference when you're going through one of these financial crises like this. If you've still got your job and your paycheck, you know... Maybe your 401k isn't looking as good. Maybe you're a little afraid of what's going to happen at work. You cut back this and that. But it's a whole different thing than if you've uh, actually lost your job, as millions and millions of people have. So, yeah, so we got the angle we'll talk more about later of um, Bloomberg saying the the lawsuits are going to start flying when the businesses start reopening, which is just a horrifying idea, the legal concerns. We also have people, uh, we have a um, member of the House of Representatives saying, hey, Fauci, Needs to move along. He's served his time, and we need to get past him. We can debate that also. Um, And New York Times out with a great article today, Putin's long war against American science. Vladimir Putin, going back to his KGB days, has been sowing seeds of distrust about America and science and pandemics and health way back into the 70s, which is absolutely amazing. He's an expert at it. Vladimir Putin was involved, may have been the originator of starting the idea that AIDS was a disease made by the U.S. government to kill black people, which actually caught on as a theory in some communities in America and has been uh, talked about for decades. Some people still believe it, hopefully not very many. Uh, But Vladimir Putin himself and the KGB started that and spread it around, and they're working hard as heck as they can with all this stuff that's going on about coronavirus. A lot of people in the world think the United States caused it. So you got Vlad and China working together on that one. New York Times out with a story today. It's pretty interesting. We'll get into that also. Um, the United States officially became the country in the world, I want to word this very carefully, that is accurately reporting the highest numbers of deaths from corona. But we can look into that also as you break it down because, come on now, we don't have any idea what the numbers are in China or India. Also, we're the third biggest country in the world, and you have much smaller populations than some of these other countries. So um, we, uh, we we did the extrapolation. If you had the same population in Italy, for instance, or France, what would their numbers be? And it'd be exponentially more uh, than what the United States has got going on. And then when we come back, we're going to get into a little bit of the president's press conference yesterday. It was the longest one of these coronavirus press conferences oh. that has occurred. And one of the most interesting It ones. was the most interesting. It was the most contentious. Um, uh, some networks bailed on it in the middle of it. I think CNN cut away and decided they're not going to run the press conferences anymore, which is pretty darned interesting. 
Um, um, Rachel Maddow has been arguing on MSNBC for weeks now that they shouldn't be running him. I don't know if they're going to continue on MSNBC. It's a pretty good theater. If you didn't catch any of that yesterday, we'll play some of that for you. The president opened with an audiovisual presentation and a lecture for the media just to get warmed up. It was a good one. Stay tuned for all that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So, yeah, it was the longest uh, one of these press conferences that has happened yet, um, where Trump stands up there with uh, Pence and a bunch of health professionals. And then they take questions, and these things have been lasting a couple of hours in some cases. They, they've been growing in length, and I've heard uh, many people on the right, I mean Trump fans, who are uh, who believe, as, as I, I think we do, that they would be better and more effective if they were shorter as opposed to um, just, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> taking every question that comes until you run until they run out of questions. Is this a weird byproduct of the, the no press briefings thing? So this is like kind of having a dual purpose? I don't know. Um, you know, nobody really understands uh, Trump's style or why he thinks uh, this is to his benefit. But, um, I mean, he enjoys he, he enjoys jousting with the press. It's, right, it's something right, right. he really likes doing. He feels like that he regularly gets the best of it. So... Um, we'll play you uh, just to give you a flavor of what it was like yesterday. Let me ask you. Right you're so, you're so, you're so disgraceful. It's so disgraceful the way you say that. Let, let me just listen. I just went over it. I just went over it. Nobody thought we should do it. And when I did it. But what did you do with the time that you bought? You know, the month of that, you know what we did? You know what we did? What do you do when you have no case in the whole United States? You when you, you, excuse me, you reported it. Zero cases, zero deaths on January 17th. January. February, the entire January. I said in January. On January 30th. What did your administration do in February with the time that your travel ban thought? A lot. A lot. And in fact, we'll give you a list. What we did, in fact, part of it was up there. We did a lot. Look, look. You know you're a fake. You know that. Your whole network, the way you cover it, is fake. And most of you, and not all of you, but the people are wise to you. That's why you have a lower a lower approval rating than you've ever had before, times probably three. You know, he's got a decent point there. The people are wise to you, and you've got a lower approval rating times three that you've ever had in the history of media. So uh, for, for whatever reason that you think it's working, uh, most of media, to go out about it this way, it doesn't seem to be working for you in terms of, It might be working for you in terms of, uh, well, I don't know. I don't think it's working for anybody. I don't think it's working for anybody. Anyway, there was a lot of that. You know what you are? You're a fake. And your whole media... So, so during the press conference, CNN started changing their captions that they had down at the bottom, and this is extraordinary. I mean, this has never happened in our nation's history. So here's one uh, at one point while Trump is talking. Trump melts down in angry response to reports he ignored virus warnings. Uh, okay, I mean, that's got some prejudicial words in it, but it's at least close to reporting what's going on there. Then you've got, uh, and you're watching on CNN, right? So you're in an airport, you don't, you can't actually hear it. You're just seeing what it says below Trump's face. 
Trump uses task force briefing to try and rewrite history on coronavirus response. Oh, wow. Well, now that's full-on editor- editorializing right there from CNN with the uh, with the caption down there beneath Trump's face. Then you've got Trump refuses to acknowledge any mistakes, which is one of my favorites that the, the media does with every president. They did it with uh, uh, they do it with Trump, and then right wing media did it with Obama, and then uh, left wing media did it with Bush, and then right wing media did it with uh, Clinton. Because n- none of these presidents ever admit they make any mistakes. That's part of being president. It's part of the whole thing. Because if you ever give an inch, the media goes crazy with it. But that's a huge one. So I like that. Trump refuses to acknowledge any mistakes is the headline on CNN. Oh, and then angry Trump turns briefing into propaganda session. Is that real? That looks like something from The Onion. That's actually what it said on CNN yesterday underneath Trump's face. No, I saw a lot of people uh, categorizing his his little video presentation as as just a campaign ad, like all these, yeah. People get to do that. I'm not sure news outlets should do that. I think you let people decide whether or not they think that. Regularly, when you have presidents up giving a speech, it is a campaign something or other or a propaganda something or other. In fact, almost always a propaganda something or other. For whatever reason, they were zeroing in on the fact that he threw to the video screen and played a pre-produced thing. Right, which we're going to get some yeah. of that for you coming up. Um, that was to uh, battle back against the big, long New York Times article over the weekend claiming that uh, the Trump administration was not on top of this from the beginning. Let's play some more from the press conference yesterday. How about we go with... Um, it, looks like, it looks like we got that, uh, that minute before the, okay. the video thing. You want I to like that. that. So this, yeah. is the, this is from the very beginning of the press conference. He came out with this, right? So Trump is angry, and I think he, he is understandably angry that the Sunday front page story in the New York Times, that's the most important news real estate in the world, they went really long, like a super long story, claiming to be able to nail down the fact that the Trump administration failed at the beginning of this uh, coronavirus update. So he wanted to fight back against that, and this is how he introduced his audio-video montage. So Joe Biden issued, and it's one of those things, but in February, Nancy Pelosi said we should come to Chinatown. This is late February. Come to Chinatown. We think it's very safe. Come here. Let's all have the big parade. Chinatown parade. Probably referring to San Francisco. And that's it. But I took this action early. And so the story in the New York Times was a total fake. It's a fake newspaper, and they write fake stories. And someday, hopefully in five years when I'm not here... Those papers are all going out of business because nobody's going to want to read them. But now they like them because they write about me. Now, with that, I have a couple of interesting. We have a few uh, clips that we're just going to put up. We could turn the lights a little bit lower. I think you'll find them interesting. And then we'll answer some questions. I'll ask you some questions because you're so guilty, but forget it. Uh, But most importantly, we're going to get back onto the reason we're here, which is the success we're having. Okay. Uh, please, you can put it on. So that was, I just thought that was hilarious. So the president says, you're all fake. You're all a bunch of liars. I put together this video, if we could dim the lights a little bit. And then he does roll a video in which a lot of journalists beca- and, and politicians, because a, a lot of us were, we were here. People all over the country were uh, talking about how is it? it's not actually bigger than the flu and this and that and all that sort of stuff. And he lays out his timeline and makes his argument. And either you agree with it or you don't. But he actually plays a clip of uh, politicians and uh, cable news hosts downplaying the virus. And then he plays governors talking about what a great job he's doing. 
which I thought that was the most powerful part of his little video presentation, Gavin Newsom from California and Cuomo from New York and others talking about what a great job the president is doing in terms of uh, combating the New York Times article. But uh, so some people had a problem with the president doing an audio visual presentation. He rolled on with a bunch of other stuff. Let's go with uh, is 31 the same thing or is that a different version of that? Uh, I believe this is a different version. Okay. On January 21st, okay, still early, there was one case of the virus. At that time, we called it the Wuhan virus, right? Wuhan. There was one case in the whole United States. We had one case. This is all documented. It all comes from you. A lot of it comes from you people. On January 21st, the CDC activated an emergency operation center. There was just... One case, one person, that's why that ad was such a phony. There was one person in the United States. You know, they use the ad, there's only one person. That, that statement was made at that time. One case in the whole United States, one case. I'm supposed to shut down the government, the biggest, the biggest uh, economy in the history of the world. Shut it down. We have one case. So he kept getting into this conversation about uh, uh, Biden and the way Biden uh, reacted when when Trump made the order or announced the order to uh, slow down the people coming in from China. Let's start with 35. When on January 17th, you have no cases and no death. When on January 21st, you have one case and no death. One case. Think of that. Now, we're supposed to close down the country, but here's what happened. When on January 31st, I instituted the ban, Joe Biden... Went crazy. He said, you don't need the ban. You, he didn't go crazy. Like he, just, he didn't even know what the hell the ban was. But he, So he didn't go crazy. But he did say, he did call me xenophobic. Wait a minute. Oh, man. He called me xenophobic. He called me racist. Because he has since apologized and he said I did the right thing. So when you say, why didn't you this? Every Democrat thought I made a mistake when I did it. I saved tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of lives by hooding so, so, and Joe Biden, he didn't even know what the ban was. So that's part of, uh, I think Trump's narrative is going to be all the way through the election is like, Biden, he doesn't even know where he is. He doesn't know what his name is. He thinks he's got cats crawling on him. He put so, out a statement. Somebody probably put it out for him. He, he didn't know the statement was Exactly. Out so is that a different uh, angle on Biden for, for clip 33? The, the same <laughs> restrictions that the Democrats and the media called xenophobic. Now, Joe Biden said he's a racist. Call me a racist because I said we're shutting down entry from China. We're shutting it down. He called me xenophobic and he called me a racist and other things. Since then, on a Friday night two weeks ago, Joe Biden issued a statement. It wasn't him. He didn't write it. I'm sure he doesn't even know that it was issued. But the people from his campaign who are smart, people that write these little PR releases are pretty smart, reasonably good, not the best, but they're not bad. But they issued a statement <laughs> saying that Joe Biden uh, agrees that, the pres- that President Trump was right to close it down to China. Now, he did that. Now, he issued it on a Friday night. We've all heard about that, John, Friday nights, right? In fact, his was later Friday night than I ever released mine on Friday nights. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Is that him admitting to doing the Friday news dump? I don't know. I don't know what the uh, hilarious. He's got such a unique style. Anyway, we've got more clips of that throughout the show. It was two and a half hours long. I think it was the longest one of these we've had. We got more back and forth between him and the press because they went at it. When he started taking questions, it was just nonstop arguing about 
whether or not the president has authority to open back up the states, which both sides know he doesn't. It's just, have you ever argued with anybody who's who's purposefully like saying something to make you mad? And it takes you a while to catch on. I've ever been in a relationship. Yes, I have. Jack. <laughs> I mean, where they know and you know what they're saying is crazy, but it takes you a while to catch it. Oh, okay, I see what you're doing. You're just trying to make me mad. But Trump does that with the media all the time, and it just drives them insane. You know, a lot of these <laughs> reporters are really young, which is funny because there was a point where they were going back and forth. And it was literally like a girl arguing with her dad, not yeah. the reporter arguing with the president. Uh, anyways, we got more on that coming up. We're getting a lot of texts from people who got their, their checks. Thanks for the heads up, guys. Just checked my bank account. $4,400 from the IRS. I'm a married couple with four kids. $4,400, that's a, that's a noticeable bump in your checking account. Um, and again, half the checks that are going out will hit by midnight tomorrow night. What are you going to do with your money, though? That's one thing I wonder. Um... I never did get to our short attention span yesterday, a study that's out on that, which is troubling. Obviously, more from the press conference throughout the morning. Is that ironic, or is that we, we lost focus and didn't get to the short attention span story? It is kind of I funny. I feel like there's something there. It is kind of funny when you poetic. think about it. Um, oh, we have a late-night joke-off we're going to get to next hour because Bernie finally came out and endorsed Biden all on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show. A new Bachelor spinoff called Listen to Your Heart premiered tonight where 20 singles try to connect romantically by making music together. So if you think it's bad when a guy whips out an acoustic guitar at a party, imagine the entire party is filled with that guy. Yeah. Hmm. Some, uh, some women really, really like it if you got an acoustic guitar. Some women don't. That's been my experience. Some women think, oh, my God, you play the guitar. That's so fantastic. And you get out of the good guitar and you play a couple songs and they're wooed by it. Could you write a song about me? Uh, other women think, oh, my God, another guy with an acoustic guitar. I'm going to pretend I don't see it. Hopefully he won't bring it out. <laughs> um, still getting texts from people who's, yeah, the check has showed up in your bank account. Check today. Check right now. See if it showed up. Got my family stimulus this morning, says this texter. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Not sure what we'll do with it. I've been fortunate, and I'm still working, so we are fine. Yeah, I will have no criticism for uh, what anybody does with it, because everybody's got their own unique situation. And uh, and what's best for you is what's best for you. Um, you know, it's, it's nice to try to stimulate the economy. It's also nice to have a little uh, little extra money in the in the bank account, since we don't know where this whole thing is going. Mostly, we don't know where the economy is going. I think we have some idea where the coronavirus thing is going away. But uh, how the economy will rebound, we don't know. My wife and I got our stimulus check, and my wife has already received her unemployment compensation, which is amazing since she just signed up, signed up three days ago. Wow. That's the most positive unemployment story I've heard yet. I do know from a couple of business owners that that, uh, that have told me they filled out all the paperwork and uh, they didn't hear a word. There was no like, there was no way to know it went through or that it got to the right place. And then your check shows up, so that's kind of the way it works. So just because you haven't heard anything doesn't mean you're not going to be getting your money. Um, the the argument over whether or not it's a good idea that a number of people are going to be making more money on an unemployment than they were making before. 
was a heck of an interesting debate. It broke down in the Senate um, uh, whenever that was a week or so ago. If you had a bunch of senators who, who thought it was a great idea that people would get more money on unemployment than they are actually making before, and a bunch of senators who thought it was a horrific idea and precedent to set that you could make more money on un- unemployment, check from the government, than when you actually had your job. And another social experiment. We'll see how that plays out. I love this headline. Dear celebrities, stop making coronavirus all about you. The particular uh, example they use, supermodel Giselle Bundchen. Here, I'll read the headline. Giselle Bundchen, that's uh, Tom Brady's wife? I believe so, yes. Uh, finds peace from coronavirus in front of a waterfall. So there she is looking like a model. The waterfall is also probably located in her fourth bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and stop telling me about how how difficult it is. And we're all in this together, sheltering in place from your million-dollar <laughs> compound in the hills. Yeah, the same article had a link to, apparently, Ellen did a, a video the other day, Ellen DeGeneres. And t- she was talking about how this just sucks, and I'm with you. I just, this whole sheltering at home thing, and I don't know, let's all pull together and see if we can. And she's walking around her house yeah. And it's kind of hard for other people to think anything could possibly suck about being in that place. Yeah. It's like a giant office building, only really, really fancy. It can't suck that much, Ellen. Really? How much could it suck? Maybe you're not going to the greatest restaurant in L.A. for dinner every night. But, uh, oof. I can't believe that they're, they, uh, they don't understand how that looks to the rest of America. And I wanted to get into this, and we can get into it with a more discussion when we get Joe back on the air. The eight-second attention span of kind of, you know, I'm going to save this till next hour. <laughs> My attention span disappearing right there. Uh, performance art? Maybe you're, this is performance art, exactly. <laughs> maybe you're getting a chance to see how your attention span is or fighting against it during this whole shutdown. Because there's a little more time to kill for a lot of people. And uh, trying to get back into the rhythm of just kind of maybe like lounging around, reading a book, taking it easy is not as easy as it used to be. I cracked open a physical book for the first time in, shoot, months Uh easily. And, uh, yeah, it felt good because, you know, even me can only play video games for so long before, all right, I should probably do something else. We were flying kites last night. The Easter Bunny brought kites for my kids. I'm not exactly sure how that fits in. I don't know if... Jesus, it has to do with the chocolate. Jesus going up to, after the, I don't know, that's probably overthinking it. But anyway, the Easter Bunny brought kites for the kids, and uh, we got them out. And I have, n- I had never successfully flown a kite in my entire life. I am like, I'm exactly like Charlie Brown from the cartoon, if you'll remember. Every time he would go outside, the wind would stop. And that's been going on my whole life. can be the windiest day ever. I'm from freaking western Kansas, the windiest place in America. Uh, go outside with a kite, wind stops. It's happened my whole life. I finally gave up. I realized God didn't want me to fly kites. But the kids got kites, and it took a while, but I got them both up way high in the air, clear to the end of the string. Awesome. Best experience ever flying kites. And I was thinking, this is so relaxing. Something about the letting the string out slowly and bringing it in slowly and just watching the kite and the quiet. and the, I just thought, this is so freaking fantastic. I need to start doing this on a regular basis. What's this doing for my brain that scrolling through Twitter is not? It's just all our brains need so much more of that. Fishing, flying a kite. I don't know, watching a dog run around in the backyard ever, or whatever it is. You ever seen those try-hard kite guys at the beach with like the, the double... Pulley things, and they're kind of getting dragged across the sand while they're making it do flips. And, and sorry, all right, dude, all right. 
I tell my kids, I know I sounded like a like a well, I sounded like this last night, but tell them I'm, we always made our kites. We'd like do sticks and straws and and garbage bags and stuff like that, and you wrap the string around a stick. They had a fancy store bought kite that the Easter Bunny brought because Jesus ascended to heaven. I still haven't quite put the why the yeah, kite I think came you're, from you're Easter. Trying to connect dots that aren't it might yeah, yeah. might not have to connect it. <laughs> uh, we've got a late night joke off about Bernie and Biden, among other things, coming up. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.